What up, everyone? Welcome to another episode. So stoked you're here. Got a really special guest. He's an amazing man. He's a former rapper. (laughs) He has been working with fear, working with individuals around their fear, and now co-founder of the Heart Collective, Ben Harris. How you doing? It is I, fear man. I see the fear in your eyes. No, Joe, happy to be here. This one feels different because mm. we first did this in September in this room, I believe. Damn. So it's cool to drop back into because I remember, yeah, because that was after the summer. So after we spent time in Colorado the first time and then coming back and sharing that story and now to here in May of 2020. 22 is pretty rad because that was a completely different space. Yeah. I feel like it's continuing to shift pretty rapidly. And where we're at now, uh, after deciding to join forces and go into business together, it's, it's really cool to see things starting to click and just the vision that is now coming through all of us, not just me and you, but the entire team that's involved Mm -hmm. in this project. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to dive more into that with you. Um, but first, let's let's drop in. Let us let's let take, us drop in, shall we? Let's take a few breaths together. Um, wherever you're listening to this, if you're watching it, go ahead and find some stillness. If you're driving, you can just connect with the energy that is coming through. Allow it to calm your nervous system. Allow it to connect with your heart. So as you find stillness, and close your eyes if it's comfortable. Begin to bring your awareness inward. Noticing how you feel in your body. Notice any sensations that arise. Feel how your body takes up space in the room around you or in the space around you. Begin connecting with your breath. Taking deeper inhales, long, slow exhales. Just noticing how this calms your nervous system. The breath is such an ally, a tool in this journey through life. is available, always just waiting right under the surface. Once you begin breathing into your heart, connecting with this source of love, connection, compassion, As you breathe into your heart, I want you to think of somebody that you love. Maybe a partner, friend, family member. Someone that really can feel a a shift in your heart when you think of them. As you continue to breathe into this space, into this feeling, I want you to imagine this this expanded 
frequency of love in your heart center. Feel it continuing to radiate outwards. Feel it connecting with my heart, with Ben's heart, with all the other people listening to this podcast. Feel them loving you as you're loving them, sharing this this frequency together in this moment. What a time to be alive where we can literally tap into the quantum together in different times and different spaces, but all sharing this one moment together. What a beautiful thing. And all together, wherever you're at, let's take a few breaths Starting with a deep breath in through the nose. A long, slow exhale out the mouth. Again, deep breath in. And let it go. One more deep breath in. And release. No matter where you're at in life, no matter what you're going through, know that you are loved, you are supported in ways that you might not be able to see or witness right now. But we're all in this together, and I'm stoked that you're here to listen to this podcast with me and Ben. And we have a lot of really cool things to share with you. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what flows now that we're in this present moment. Wow, I'm feeling really, really quite good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool how, you know, just reflecting. Right now, this this podcast, we're recording it. It's going on to this device right here. And it's not even out to be able to listen to. It's not edited yet. It's not in people's ears. But in this moment, if you're listening to this, it is the same moment. Yeah, you're here. That you're is here. fascinating. And I felt that like when we, well, that's why I love doing the, the drop-ins. I used to do the drop-ins and the breaths with the guests before the podcast, but now sharing it with the audience, like everybody that listens to this podcast now, even if it's a year from now, are all connected in the moment that they listen to it, which I think is really cool tapping into that frequency and that collective opportunity for, for connection and for healing. I love it, dude. So... The main thing that I wanted to ask you about, and this relates to what I was feeling in that space, is as we, so as the Heart Collective is truly becoming, I mean, how would we describe? It's just evolving into like, okay, now all of these offerings, people just get it. The frequency is there. People are signing up. It's like the buzz behind it is real. And I was in the space of like, oh man, I'm really up leveling and I saw myself filming a video of receiving that. So receiving the abundance that comes with receiving the attention, receiving being seen, receive whatever. And so opening my space and my my energy to just receive more. And I know you've talked about holding more. And there's something taped to your mic stand. And I know yeah. that I know this is very appropriate. So 
people, if on the video you can't actually see it, you can see it. So what is taped on your mic? <clears throat> this this one or this one or both? The the check. The check. <laughs> so I got a check here and it's for $646. Me and Ben hosted a, a workshop, uh, a Fear Alchemy workshop. And it was the first one we did kind of publicly um, in the world. We'd, we'd done, like you've been working with clients one-on-one. And then we did a experience that was thinking back on it was so like intuitive how it all came mm-hmm. together. Like we just decided like, well, let's do this together. And now we're, it was before we were even in business together, which is really cool. But yeah, we went to San Angelo, which is about four hours away, an opportunity to bring this fear alchemy framework to the world for the first time. And getting this check is really special to me because you know, I've been pouring a lot of energy, love, and tension into this vision at times, not even really knowing what the next step is. And it's, it's, it's pivoted, it's shifted so many times and it's provided me with so much growth, but I've, I've also invested a lot of financial resources into this business and to get a check and to honor it and to celebrate it and to to post it is just understanding the frequency of money and how it works and, um, being very grateful that it is, we're now in this place of receiving for the gifts that we're bringing in the world. And it's, it's been a long time in the making, you know, like this vision came over two years ago and it was around helping support elite athletes in their transition. And we have since pivoted in so many ways and opened it up for anybody on this path of awakening really. And the desire to see a more beautiful world and create a more beautiful world during this collective shift that we're all going through and being a support in that. And, you know, someone actually asked me today, I was at coffee and she's, you know, going into, she she asked me the question, like, how do, like, how do you bring the vision from the ethereal Mm. and anchor it into the reality? Cause she's even her reflection of like, I've known her for the last few years and I've been talking about this vision. And so she can very real felt sense, like, wow, it's a thing. Like, how did you do that? And my advice was like, I just started. Like I, I, and it's nowhere near what it was when the idea first came. And the biggest thing that I've learned from this entrepreneurial journey is I've grown so much. That's why the business has grown. Mm-hmm. And even just very recently, some of the stuff I've been working through and asking the question, and I'm so grateful to be in business with, with you and with somebody that's so grounded and just ask such amazing questions. But I got to this point where it's like, how am I blocking the business? Which is a hard thing to come to and realize. And then have actually going in and exploring what the blocks are in my own resistances. I've worked through so many, so many fears, fears of being seen, fears of failure, uh, fears of abandonment, fears of rejection. Like all of these things have shown up. And <laughs> yeah. this, the Heart Collective has, has shown me, it's been such a perfect mirror. And, you know, to get to a point now where it's, it's a thing. It's like it took so much energy to birth it, like birth the baby into this reality and now it's it's alive it has its own energy and i just don't think a lot of people understand how much energy it takes to get to that point but it feels really good to keep going and how many times even since we've been in business where i've like confronted such profound doubts of like man like what if it doesn't work and having to like grieve the loss of it and in those grieving sessions like the next step is presented to me and the clarity Mm -hmm. and 
I feel like we're truly just getting started. Like this check is just one of, of many and it's not even really about the money. It's about the energy mm-hmm. that this we're able to receive with this so that we can continue to bring more medicine to the world and, and, and really support more and more people, which I'm really, really excited about and we're ready. Yeah. And I mean, I love that you have it up because that's what it represents is, is that like this. And the only way I can really describe it right now. And cause we're, I mean, we're, I mean, it's still showing so much to us, but it is like this new, I don't want to say new, but like remembered frequency of just how you said like healing at scale and it's not about me or you like this is its own thing and for everybody. And it took, honestly, it took me, you could say like, quote unquote, a long time, like what is a long time, but to figure out and understand that. Cause Joe, you would always say that, you know, of like, this is like healing at scale, you know, like healing for everybody, like really trying to like help people on their journey of awakening, even though it was just like, what is that? Like, what is healing? How spiritual do we be? And it's cool just how natural it's just becoming its own thing, whether it's, it's really like none of those things. It's yeah, we have words to describe it, but really it's really cool to see the people that are drawn to it. And like, it really could be anybody. Mm. And that's what I'm really proud of. And is that there are multiple people being drawn to the offerings that we're working on. But I really want to commend you and I've done this privately, but for, so everybody listens and we've talked about this of using the entrepreneurial journey as like a spiritual quest. And it's so cool because it really is because exactly what you said is it's, it's a direct reflection of you and it's growing as you grow. And, and so of course it's its own thing. And for you to take ownership of like, well, how am I blocking it? That was such like for me, I felt that like, boom, like that was one of the big things. So do you feel like you were avoiding that question by, I know you were always doing your work, but did you have any resistance to like asking that question or look at like, how am I responsible? Not that you're ultimately responsible, but you know, like taking that ownership. Yeah. I think it was, this was only a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like honestly your reflection when I when I shared that with you, like I, I was like just to paint some context, and I was I was feeling some doubt and some scarcity come up and some fear. And I've been dancing with this for a while and I did realize just probably a month or two ago, maybe even further, like there was a part of me that was hiding behind the business. Like I love being an entrepreneur. I love having my internal team. I love solving problems. But then the question is like, well, why isn't it clicking? Well, let's try and fix this thing. Let's try this thing. Or let's create this new thing. And change directions. Change directions. Create something new. Create something new. But none of it was clicking. And so got to a point to the really hard truth is like, why isn't this thing working? It's like, okay, because I'm hiding behind it. So okay. what does that mean? Like, I have, I have this fear of being seen. Yeah. And so I felt comfortable like if, if I create this community, it's not about me. So it's, it's like I'm hiding behind it. And what I realized is for this business to work, I need to actually step out in front of it and lead it. And um, that I've been working through for a couple months. And then just a couple weeks ago, um, I asked the question, okay, like how am I blocking the business? 
Like, how am I not able to receive what the energy I'm putting into this? Why am I not able to receive Mm -hmm. it? And I got to a point where I had this, this judgment come up and this judgment of the kind of the spiritual woke uh, Instagram influencer or, or coach or coach's coach, like, <laughs> and especially just in, in my environment and the people I'm surrounded by and the people I follow on Instagram, it just has so much resistance to like, everybody has the answer and everybody wants to have their own business and everybody wants to be the person that mm-hmm. coaches somebody so they can have, you know, freedom to, and there's nothing wrong with it, but I was judging that. And what I realized is I was judging that with myself. I didn't want to be judged by others for being that. Boom. <laughs> and so I just went through some deep letting go and healing around that. Um, and it's been really p- powerful to, to, to move that, that judgment and understand it. And it's, and not judging myself for having it because what I found with the, the inner judge or the inner critic is it's like a foundational voice. So when you do kind of deep internal work, you have these different aspects of yourself, different narratives, different stories that come in. Fear is kind of the puppet master and behind the scenes, like creating new voices and stuff. But what I found in, you know, working with other clients as well is the, the, the inner judge, it's hard to look behind the inner judge. Like that's like a foundational who we think we are as this judge. And so it took a lot of deep work to finally reveal that. And through actually a plant medicine ceremony that I went through a couple of weeks ago, I was presented very viscerally with the judge during one of the ceremonies. And it was cool because it wasn't, it wasn't like a deep medicine space. It was me and my judge. And I sat there with it and danced with it for a long time. And it was really, really challenging. But what I realized, and I actually had a conversation with him, like, I hear you. I see you, but you are not helping. And you are nobody else's voice but my own. And I don't need you. And I put him to the side. And it's been really beautiful to get to that point. And I can feel, I, I, I don't feel any different, but I feel so much different. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to even put into words, like removing the block because it's an energy frequency and it's an internal part of our internal world. And it's these unconscious resistances that we don't even, we're not even aware of. And that's what the inner work is. And that's what, what healing is. When people say bringing healing at scale, like what does healing mean? Healing is exploring the unconscious. One of my favorite quotes is by Carl Jung. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will run your life and you will call it fate. So a lot of us, we, we, we think we have these patterns in life for these triggers or these things keep happening to us. Why does this always happen to me? Or why do I always do this? Or why does this thing happen? It's because there's an unconscious pattern that you're not aware of that is running your life. But you're just saying, oh, like that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And so to heal is to go explore your inner world into your psyche and that's what I'm really passionate about is supporting people in that inward journey because that's what really doing the work is. And it's not about seeking out somebody else who has the answer or the guru. Everybody has their own inner healer within them. And if you can bring your awareness inward, shine your light and connect with that part of yourself, like the answers will be revealed. And that's what Fear Alchemy really is all about mm-hmm. is, is providing that support for people on that journey. And it's cool that just how you said the inward journey, because healing can look like so many different things. So we're similar in far as just like the inner critic and judge. Like I've definitely looked at those people and like, you know, and told myself a story of why they are successful or why they shouldn't be or all, all the fun things, right? But 
like the healing is really just, yeah, it's just that inner journey for like, that could be plant medicine. That could be journaling. That could be meditating. It could be an online course. It could be a retreat. It could honestly be like just having fun. You know, like there's so many. Play. Yeah. There's and dancing, like, Mm. like what we have found. So there's so many different flavors and branches of that. Like it's not just healing is deep work all the time. It's, it's being present with whatever journey and phase you're in currently. And so that's what I'm excited about is that, yeah, that's not just like, this is what it means. It's like, what does it mean for the person like in their current phase of life? Yeah. And yeah, another just kind of to go deeper on the healing journey is we all were born into, especially here in like North America in the U S we're born into a culture and a society, especially if you went to like the public education system, like there's, and even like the, the, like the, the, the collective cultural, you know, pressure, I guess, of even being a, a boy being told, you know, not to connect with our emotions. Like men don't cry. Like these, all these stories. I mean, just the corporate world, like like anything, literally like it's not bad. It's just because it's the way it's been set up, but yeah, anything. Yeah. So to even like the first step to even question, like any of that, like we were born into a system, into a culture, into a country. We did not create, it was just, it already existed. It's a, it's a behemoth of a machine that is moving at such a rapid pace and we were just born into it. And so as children growing up in that, we're just trying to find our way and we're trying to find success and happiness. And these, these pictures paint or cover or cloud the lens in which we view reality. And it's these stories, these narratives, whether it's our parents or peers or education, the pop culture at the time, all create a story of what does it mean to be human in the world? And the deeper I've gone into questioning all those it's, it's really like eating us alive. And there's a reason that mental health, emotional health is a crisis and people are struggling. And it's not just because of COVID. It's because of the systemic issues that we have around not having the tools to dive into our emotion, our emotions. We don't feel and have the tools to connect with other people and share intimacy we have developed a story of nuclear families and separation and ownership and greed and like all these things that play a role. And so part of the healing journey is really going in, questioning those, being able to look at where the story of who you think you are, where did that story come from? Because maybe it's not who you are. Maybe it's a projection of somebody told you you needed to be to receive love and to go and look at those stories and start letting them go. This truth that lives within each of us, this remembering of the deeper parts of who we are and what we're here to do begin to reveal themselves. And that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I'm stoked about. Supporting people with the Heart Collective is allowing them and guiding them and inspiring them and each other within the community to go on this path so that we can let go of these old ways and ideas so that we can begin to create new ones. And what those new ideas look like, I have no idea. But until we let go of the old, we can't actually allow space for the inspiration to come through. Amen slash aho. (laughs) Aho. So, Ben. Yes, Joe. You've been working on this baby. (laughs) This baby, Fear Alchemy, probably longer. I mean, probably longer than it's even been around as far as an idea. For sure. 
you know, you've, you've shared on, on the other podcast kind of your journey of confronting your fears and talking about fear. But I want to dive into the fear alchemy, just the process over the last four to seven months. Seven, more than seven, seven. months of bringing this thing to life. Because when you think like a lot of people create courses, it's like, okay, put it in, maybe it's a few weeks, get the back end on the Kajabi, some of this, some of that. But this is so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And just the energetic infrastructure that it, it required to build it up. And then just the energy of it, what is it? And just talk about how it feels to now. I mean, I don't know when this is going to go live, but tomorrow, <laughs> like the course is, is going yeah. to the world and I can mm-hmm. feel it. And I'm excited. So just talk a little bit about that experience. Oof, I just got chills. Yeah, the best way to describe it, I have found, especially for the people who are listening to this, it's an initiation. Mm. And you've said that, but to me, that really is the best way. And you sent me a channeled paragraph the other day on Telegram. Do you remember sending that? Yeah, I don't remember what it said though. And our phones are filming, so we can't read it. But it was something around like, like what the collective is going through, right? Is it is like when you go into healing, like when you begin that journey, it doesn't matter what it is with, you know, job, with work, with like these relationships, your family, within yourself. It's there's so much that keeps us from accessing that. And like you said before, it's the puppet master of fear, right? Like trying to protect me. Like the root reason why people won't change or is because it feels scary. They feel safe and it's uncomfortable to change. Like because you have to grieve it, it has to die and all these other meanings of I'm not good enough and I'm a failure, all those fun things. So the initiation of fear alchemy is letting people activate like, how do I function in the unknown? How do I be myself with like the fear of being misunderstood, like all this rejection of like, how do I show up in the world when there's literally so much information that you have received that says not to be a certain way? And that is fear. So anytime you feel resistance, hesitance, nervousness, anytime you're defensive, angry, essentially any type of emotion that's connected to fear. So this is an, an, an this is an initiation into that to give you this to unlock really, not really necessarily even give you, like unlock the tools that you already have inside of you to be yourself and to um, that journey that really the whole world is on the precipice of, of holy shit, I'm afraid is like, okay, then let's jump in. It's time. And so that's coming in at this, the perfect time. And like what you said, like this, this is an online course. Like you're going to go in, it's, you know, pre-recorded videos, but it's so much different, not just because of the way that we've set it up, right? Of yes, we have like a 30 page guidebook with prompts. And so it really feels like, like I'm there with you and you're there, right? Because there's amazing guided grieving journeys and somatic check-ins with Joe, which is also different of like allowing you to tap into your emotions and your felt sense and your awareness throughout the process instead of just here's mental information. And so we actually talk about integration quite a bit. So there's a lot of things that we have done as far as the visible things to make this different. But beyond that, it really is like you said, like, what did you say? Like the, the energetic investment and the infrastructure of it mm. is it is a transmission. It's 
you just logging in and listening and asking these questions of like what you just said, right? Of like asking the question has like done so much of just unlocking certain things within you. And that's really all it is. But like, it's, it's ironic. And we've talked about this before is because people are afraid of that. So the exact thing that we need is we're afraid of that. So just by signing up and watching is already in itself an activation because fear alchemy is right. It's transforming your fear into truth, love, and freedom. And you to say yes to that, to say yes to that journey is an a is a big courageous act in itself. So an initiation, a ceremony, there's a lot of cool information and brain stuff in there, but it really is like you're gonna learn a lot about fear. Not <laughs> yeah. just like it, it, it's yeah. cool because it sets the foundation of this is what fear is. Mm-hmm. This is how it shows up in your life. This is how the nervous system responds, sympathetic, parasympathetic. Like you give them a really good foundation of the, even the biological story of how fear shows up in our lives and how we've got to a place now where we don't need that survival mechanism to, to live, you know, in the jungle to survive from a cat running after us and, mm-hmm. you know, the fight or flight response. But we psychologically, a lot of these fears trigger those same responses in our nervous system, but then it goes into, okay, now what is your fear? What is the root of your fear? And then being able to identify that story that you believe about yourself and reframe it, which is... Dude, and it's dope because it's funny. I was on a podcast yesterday, someone that I'm friends with, you know, to, to help support Fear Alchemy. They had me on and it was cool because in the past I would have like, because I know that I'm really gifted and good at like getting to the root, right? Like asking questions and like helping people break through that fear and realizing their truth. And like, oh, that's not true. And it was, I no longer felt the need to prove it, which was a really cool moment for me. And I was just so present. And, but why I'm saying this is because what I've been doing now, instead of, because I've done this so long intuitively of, okay, what question do they need to hear right now? And I can still do that. But what I've been doing recently is just like, I'm literally just going to ask them the prompts that are in the guidebook and in the course. And I'm just going to see what happens. And they work every time. <laughs> so it's crazy because it's like, like I'm just experimenting because it still is just like, hey, like I don't know. Like these could or couldn't. But it's cool. Like these prompts, I just ask them word for word. And it leads down this like path for this person of like, like a huge like activation and like breakthrough. So it's just really cool. And all of these people like have podcasts, they're doing all the things like they, they know, but they don't know. And no matter who you are, like you just said at the beginning, it's like, we're all afraid. Like there's no one, there's no exception. Mm. Like if anyone says you're fearless, you're wrong. So it's- well, let's, let's break down fearless, right? It's yeah. fear less. Yeah. Like when you say that word initially, it's like, oh, without fear. Mm-hmm. But the word itself is actually just less fearful, which, you know, you, you, there's, that's not the goal. The goal mm-hmm. is not to become this fearless, someone without fear that just takes on life. It's about redefining your relationship with your fear mm-hmm. and using it as a compass and really learning to love it for, for, for its deeper truth, which is it's an ally that is actually here to guide you into the deeper parts of who you are. It's 
here to guide you into the things that you desire in your life. Because if you didn't desire it, then why would you be afraid of it in the first place? You just wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. It's here to guide you into your purpose. Like, what are you supposed to be doing with your life? If you've ever questioned, like, what's my purpose? Like, why am I here? What should I be doing? The first thing I want to say is, what are you scared of? Yeah, follow your fear. Go do that thing. And that might not be the thing. Like the first thing that pops up, oh, well, I'm scared of spiders. <laughs> it's like, yeah. No, like what, what, what scares you? And I, I have just a little story about this. Like when I walked away from the NFL, I've confronted a ton of fears going through the NFL and getting outside my comfort zone in a lot of ways. But when I was done, I was untethered. I like asking the big questions, like, who am I? <laughs> like, and really feeling that like, mm-hmm. like nobody, I, like I, I had such an identity built up on being an athlete, a professional athlete, all the money I was making, the attention I got, the love I got from my family and friends. And it was all just, I actively participated in the biggest ego death of my life by walking away from the game. And in that, for some reason, I don't know, my my soul, my heart, something was calling me into the unknown. And that scared the hell out of me. It was not an easy decision. It required a lot of courage. But in that moment, one of the things that I've always known I'm scared of is, and this is the surface level, I've gone deep into this story, is is a fear of public speaking, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. It's it's like the number one fear, even over fear of death, which Mm -hmm. is fascinating. And I've I've done a lot of deeper healing on like, why does that show up? And we talked about my fear of being seen. But for some reason, I always knew like, I'm going to be on stage someday because I'm so fucking scared of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I needed to go do. And so, you know, there's different tools Fear alchemy is one of them, but like a little bit of exposure therapy. Like, it's not like I was like, I need to go conquer this fear. I'm going to go do a TEDx talk Mm -hmm. and get in front of a bunch of people because that probably would have caused more trauma. But I was like, okay, I'm going to like get on podcasts. I'm going to start my own podcast so I can actually start getting better. And I just started doing actionable items heading towards that fear and even starting a business. When I first met Sarah and she's a badass entrepreneur and I was like, I have this idea you know, I don't even know what it's called yet. And she's like, oh, well, let's, let's sit down. Let's do an org chart. Like who you need to hire, <laughs> how much money you need for this you get investment. And I'm like, I was so overwhelmed. And my body was like shaking. I was like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I was debilitated by fear. And it took me just one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time. Now we have this thing. We have, you know, seven, eight, nine people working on this course internally and just building the infrastructure of this business and the community and the people within the community and I wouldn't, like, if I just had this vision of like, I want to create this badass community and, and a course and all this stuff, like I wouldn't have been able to do it. So your inner world, your, your soul, your heart, whatever you want to call it, that, that inner voice that is guiding you, mm-hmm. it uses your fear to guide you to where you're supposed to be going. And the cool thing is without fear, there would be no courage. So courage is the opportunity to really show up and, and live this life to the fullest. Boom. And what's really cool about like even the journey of, how we've gotten here is it's cool. I, I love playing the game of looking back of like connecting the dots of what you just said of like, like whenever I've started something, right? Like if I think about, so the beginning of the pandemic, when I um, pivoted my business, rebranded everything into the fear. And like, of course, when I did that, I had no idea that this, like I'd be sitting here right now releasing this, like incredibly simple, profound, comprehensive piece of work, you know? And like, it is really cool. Like I'm freaking stoked about it. Like, it's like, wow. And, uh, and so, but it's just like, 
it's following that like excitement and that the thing like it's funny because fear and excitement often get confused, but it is, it's like they're very similar. And why it's so scary is because it's like, oh, what if we don't do it? And in astrology, I believe it's the north node. And the south node is your comfort zone. So south node is what you've done for many lifetimes. So it's easy for you and it's comfortable. Um, And then that north node is that calling, right? Joe mentions inner calling quite a bit, but that whisper or that yell of like, over here, like that thing that's deep within you that terrifies you to do, that is the thing, right? Because you care about it so much. So all of those big and scary things that you want to do, but are like, oh, should I do it or not? Like that is that beautiful transmission that you're supposed to bring through. And yeah, once you use fear as a teacher, it'll guide you there. And yeah, just like thinking back of what like brought, brought us here, what brought me here. Like, like I simply just, at, I remember sitting in my mom's, I might've told the story on, in our, in one of our recorded conversations, but sitting in my mom's office because simultaneously I was moving from the East coast back to Utah. And right when the pandemic happened, I'm one of those crazy people who thinks everything happens for me. So literally the pandemic happened at the perfect time. Um, me and our friend Adrian, where Joe and I actually first met at our birthday party the day before the retreat began. And then I went home and we bought a mattress off Amazon, put it on the floor. And I remember meditating and I just asked a simple question of like, am I on the right path? And boom, like as soon as I asked that question, like these waves of chills just rushed through me. And I already, I already had a relationship with that feeling in my intuition. So I'm like, cool, I'm in it. I'm all in, let's go. So I literally rebranded everything just from that simple question. And of course, I didn't know that this would be the thing. Like I've had a feeling that it was supposed to be this something, this big purpose, big whatever that means, right? Um, and I've just followed that. And, and we are always just beginning and getting started as, as Joe says. So this is, we're all, this is always leading us to somewhere. Mm. And, but that's, what's fun. Like I've definitely changed a lot of even how I used to relate to that. And even the word healing, like I've gotten to a point or maybe a phase where like I can recognize the sway of the pendulum of which way it's like swinging. And so I can leverage that or I can just center in the middle of that and be like, like, I don't even need to try, quote unquote, try to heal anymore because it's more of just who I am. And I feel like that's one thing that has changed for me and you perfectly coming together. And the activations that we've had in the business is I can really feel like we're not trying to be a coach. I can speak for myself at least. I'm not trying to be a coach anymore. I'm not trying to do this or that. I'm really just like being myself. Mm. Right. And like, looks uh, good on you. Thank you. <laughs> and that's like, of course, that's the, what, what everyone always says, like, you're just going to be yourself. But in a, we're literally incentivized to not be ourselves. So like, and it feels so beautiful to like tap into that, into the magic of that. And I'm still unable to describe it completely. So hopefully you can feel it of just, the magic of just being so succinctly like aligned, just like, it's like a, it's just like in my soul and how cool it is to watch everything just like snap into place. 
and just be like the watcher and the observer of watching it all happen and being really present with it. I'm definitely more present than I've been. Um, even with all the responsibility and the quote unquote stress that I felt like with this new role in the Heart Collective, I've even been, I've been able to manage that completely differently because I view that as like, oh, this is perfect in itself as well. And like just releasing and being present with it and not resisting has just been so freeing. And yeah, I'm definitely so grateful and in a beautiful spot. And back to what I said about the whole receiving, like allowing myself to be freaking stoked, joyful, happy, healthy. Before that's felt like, oh, I shouldn't do that because that's too much or I don't want to make other people feel bad. But man, like I really am in such an amazing, beautiful spot of all of that effort and that love and that consistency that's been put into things. And I'm freaking stoked, dude, to freaking like reap that and have fun and celebrate it and watch the ripples of those resources um, just be gifted and transform so many beautiful lives. Mm. Thanks for sharing, brother. Mm. I'm so stoked as well. <laughs> and I can feel it. And it's been a lot, of, a lot of energy, a lot of work. And something that came to me while you were talking about that that feeling, and this is what I love so much about you personally and in working with you is you're so tapped in and connected to your intuition. You said, I, I asked myself a question. I found stillness. <laughs> I sat down on my mattress <laughs> that I'm living on my mom's basement. I asked myself a question and I got an immediate yes. And a lot of people like that may not be connected with their intuition, which is the, the vast majority of people. It took me a long time to connect with that aspect of myself. And that's our emotional body. That's how our, our felt, our nervous system, our, our body communicates with us. And this body and this heart is the connection to all. It's the connection to the universe. It's our connection to our higher self. It's literally the, the, where our intuition lives. And for you to just ask the question and feel it, it wasn't like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, everybody feels these communications differently, but it wasn't like a, a voice saying, yes, Ben, go do that. No, it wasn't a voice. So yeah, I'm, I forgot what it's called, clear or whatever, but yeah, just a knowing. A knowing, clear cognizance. Yes. I connect with that as well. So is this, is this feeling and so I just want to tap into and talk more about this, this intuition, because it's really what I, I love the most is the somatic awareness. And it's, it is really a superpower when you start connecting with it. But in order to get to a point where you can actually, you know, if you're in a, an unhealthy relationship, if you're at a job that doesn't make you happy, you're in a city that just, you know, you just are, are a routine that you're just like, oh, I get home at night and you're just having a few beers and like watching TV. And you're just like, I'm just miserable. I can't wait till the weekend. So I have some time off. Your nervous system will probably be communicating to you pretty heavily that this is not the right thing. And it's really hard to know how to tap into that and listen to that. If you're dissociated, right? We're just, we're taught that we're, we're, we're heady creatures. We, we live in the mind, we live in the stories, we live in the narratives. And a lot of us are dissociated from our actual body, which is how the universe and our higher self and our soul communicate to us. And so being able to clear those energies out and being able to find stillness and have disciplined practices to connect with the felt experience so that you can ask yourself questions. And it starts with simple yes or no questions. Like, and you can use this, you can test this out right now mm -hmm. if you'd like. If you're going through a big question, you know, maybe it's a new job, a, 
maybe something as simple as like, which, which car should I buy? <laughs> you know, like you can really sit with it, ask yourself a question, yes or no question, and really just find stillness. And, and if you feel an expanded, loving frequency, like we tapped in in that drop in when we started, like if you can feel that love, even if it's just so subtle, and then you ask yourself, you know, another simple yes or no question, and you feel like a little bit of a contraction, you can actually practice that. And you can get to a point where eventually you're just, you're just in a place of like, oh, this feels good. This doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And you can just really just trust and have faith in your own body and your own nervous system and how it's guiding you through life. And faith is earned through experience. And so you actually have to go out into the unknown to experience the challenges of the unknown where you earn faith because all of a sudden you're taken care of even during the challenges and you look back in retrospect and you're like, wow, if I wouldn't have done that one thing, I wouldn't be here right now sitting across, mm-hmm. you know, talking about these things that we're bringing to the world. So yeah, like on that last note of one thing is, and this can be discovered within fear alchemy, but how can you just like feel safe right now? You know, like how can you truly... Like we know the present moment is everything, but even that teaching has been just so it's like, well, what does that even mean? You know? And it's like, for me personally, this is a level up, but so fear alchemy, it specifically reveals your stories, your limiting beliefs, your fear, and then allows you to understand where those come from, to grieve them, to feel them, and then to literally choose what you want to believe. And I'm even to the spot and Joe and I have talked about this before, but I remember like Joe used to say like, oh, when that article comes out, everything will change, you know? And I've said that of like, oh, when I do that podcast, everything's going to change, you know? Or like when I launch this course, oh, I won't have to worry about anything again. And those stories are helpful because it's got me to the next point. Like it's got me to the next checkpoint of believability. But now... I'm to the point of like, what if I didn't even need that story? And even that's a story of not needing one, All right? But it's like, how can I truly be like in the presence of obliteration and the unknown and just so in the unfolding? And part of that is in like with the intuition and the image that popped up is like a bonsai tree of initially, like when you're growing something that takes a lot of love and patience to watch it grow. But now like, how I feel it is like, it's just little snips mm. where I just like, yeah, just grooming it, <laughs> nurturing Just it. grooming. Yeah. And it's no longer like a heavy grueling task. It's just like, I am my intuition. Boom. That's like, I might still need to ask those questions sometimes, but most of the time it was like, I'm, I just am mm. like, I just boom. And that's ha- happened with a lot, a lot of practice. And same thing. Like when we, like, I didn't know, like, we were divinely put together, you know, like all these, all these things. And that was one of those moments though, where I still asked and I had resistance in my mind and my ego, but in my heart, I just knew. So it's like, okay, yes, I feel it. I'm still going to do it and I'll revisit, revisit it, but I'm not going to try and fix it like all at once. And so just being in the nature of the unfolding in itself and enjoying that even is something that I'm practicing right now. Yeah, that's beautiful. And a little caveat I'd like to add to that is even like trusting in and letting go of it needing to be the right thing, right? Yeah. Like, let's say for for instance, this example of you had this this knowing that we were supposed to work together, 
this whole thing ends up failing and blows up and never, never worked. But that decision was still meant to happen because all the lessons and growth. And so to really find that trust in the knowing is not second guessing it because it's it, it not necessarily going to lead you to this blissful state all the time. Mm-hmm. More than likely, it's going to lead you to a challenging place that is filled with a lot of lessons, a lot of opportunities for growth. And for you to let go of this, like, why did I make the decision? Universe, intuition, heart, like, why did you guide uh-huh. me into this shithole? It's like, well, you got you to trust that you're there for a reason. And it's finding that, that gratitude for the challenges, for the, the things life throws at you. Like you said earlier, life is happening for us. It's not happening to us. And so finding gratitude, even in the hard challenges, like, like two weeks ago when I was confronting all the doubt, like that was not an easy thing. <laughs> it was, it was, and it, it just, and this is what I wanted to speak to next is, is how these energies feel in the body, how fear shows up in the body. It's, it's icky. It's like, as soon as people feel it, as soon as I feel it, like my, my initial thing, like I've gotten to a point now where I've developed the tools, but me three, four or five years ago, if I feel uncomfortable and I feel fear, I wouldn't have been able to label it as fear, but I can feel this ickiness in my body, this discomfort, this resistance. I'll go numb out. I'll go, well, I'll yeah, few, you shut down. Go have a few beers. I'll go smoke a joint. I'll go out and, and hang out with my friends and just and not feel this feeling. And so fear, another reason it's hard for people to, to do this type of work. And this is why fear alchemy is so amazing because it's we, we're creating safety to bring the frequency of fear to the surface, which a lot of times feels so icky in the body. At times it even feels like you're, you might die. And a lot of times on a psychological level, there is a death that is happening within a story of who you think you are. And so these, these feelings in the body can, can be really hard to access because the fear is telling you, no, 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 don't, don't do it. Don't do it. It's too much. It's going to feel icky. It's going to hurt. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping guiding people into that feeling. Because if you can, and this is why safety is so important. And this is like with the whole psychedelic renaissance and the movement of people, you know, uh, hosting ceremonies and even breath work and just accessing any type of non-ordinary state of consciousness and fear alchemy, I would put in that you would be accessing some type of non-ordinary state because you'll be going into the unconscious and you'll be feeling things. You have to create safety. It's the most important thing or else these, these emotions will become too overwhelming. And so being able to do it in a structured environment, in a safe environment to guide yourself and feel safe enough within yourself to like, what would it feel like to fall into the ickiness to fall into like, what if I allowed this feeling just to express itself out once to and come to the surface. And what I found in my own experience, when I go into that feeling, I usually reach the, the, the root of it all, which is grief. And when I'm able to access that grief and surrender into it, I usually, you know, fall back into a full surrender, deep expression of, of energy through crying, tears, wailing, just things I don't even like know how to describe just coming out of my body and I'm fully surrendered into it. And it feels good. Mm-hmm. It feels very cathartic. It feels like this release that's like, I've always wanted this and needed this. And what I've found is that in that grief is a seed of love. And grief is love. It's a, it's a love that you feel like you've lost. And when you're able to access that grief and surrender into it, it is where you find wholeness. And if we, if we get stuck at the initial, oh, it's icky, I'm going to go numb out or I'm going to distract myself and never really go in there. It's just festering. The energy is still living there. And then it's showing up in unconscious ways, unconscious patterns, triggers. And eventually 
if it's not looked at or processed, you know, later on in life can really show up in, you know, disease and illness and show up in physical manifestations of, you know, bad health. Mm-hmm. And so these emotional expressions are really an important part, I think, of what we're all being called to do collectively is learn how to connect and express and process our emotions together. Yeah, dude. And one thing that popped up during that is when you were um, talking about not needing it to be right. And do you mind talking about, it was earlier you were mentioning of, you know, like of all the, the, not just the money, I mean, so much time and so much love, but you've invested so much into the Heart Collective. So can you tap into that feeling and that works. I think so many people ask the question, well, what if, what if it doesn't work? Like, what if I waste it? Can you talk about that? Of how you've faced and danced with that? <sighs> it's one of those things that looking back on it now, like, I don't know, knowing what I know now, I don't know if I, like, I know I would have started, but I wouldn't, I don't think I would have, it's, it's like, I can't even comprehend like how many times I was confronted with like, what am I doing? And that's like where faith, faith is earned. Like I truly believe that and wisdom is earned through experience. And one thing I did realize and learned when I was towards the latter part of my career and I wanted to, you know, get into business and be an entrepreneur, I read all these business books and all of them pretty much said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Fail fast. Mm-hmm. Like you can't learn unless you try. So go out there and fail. And like, you're not, you can't not fail. So go fail. And so I've always had this like kind of loose feeling of like, I'm going to say yes. And luckily, like I made enough money and resources where I've made some pretty big financial mistakes, but I've been able to, like my first business I got into was this nut butter company. And it was like, go just knowing what I know now, like I was just slapped myself and like, what are you doing? Like uh-huh. it's such a bad investment. I lost over a hundred grand and, you know, three or four months working with this business partner that I brought on. But I have no regrets of that because I learned so much by just saying, you know what? I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to say yes to this. And I know maybe it doesn't work, but I'm going to say yes because I know I'm going to learn. And so I've always had that attitude of like, I'm learning. I'm learning constantly and I'm going to just keep going. And maybe this maybe this isn't the thing. Like when it was, you know, the, the elite athlete thing and I really confronted the grieving and, and death of that whole aspect of what the business was in order for it to bloom into what it is now. And that was a whole process, but I had to confront like all of it. It's like these waves, like mm-hmm. these, these hills and valleys of, Oh, everything's working. I know I'm on the path. Yeah. Like it's clicking. Like I just had this great conversation. Like this person's <laughs> going to join or I'm finally getting some validation. Is it like, that's a good idea. Like you should definitely support that. Mm-hmm. And like, just all of this energy, like everybody I talk to and, it, and it's shifting from an idea into, oh, it's actually a thing now. So I can actually start using language of like, I'm not creating this thing. It's already a thing. Like, do you want to be a part of it? And mm-hmm. that transition was a slow thing. And it was after I hosted my first two retreats for the athletes last summer when I finally was like, I remember talking to somebody and telling them about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to create this thing. And I was like, wait, no, like it's already a thing. Mm-hmm. And so like shifting that language around. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, like for anybody that wants to create anything in life, like you have to just, you just have to go. Like you just have to like create, like do the thing. 
Like go fail as fast as you can because failure is just lessons learned. And the fact I've always known like the faster I fail is the further I'm going to go. And that's why I'm such a fast learner. Like, you know, when I went to hire for my first, this is a funny story. When I went to hire my first employee through my wife, Sarah's platform, Gromotely, I, I had no idea even what questions to ask. I mean, I'm hiring somebody. And like my, my wife's kind of like pushing me into it. Like, yeah, you should, you should hire. I'm like, I don't even know what questions to ask. Can you sit in the meeting with me? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah. So she literally handled the interview processes for me. And I'm supposed to be starting this business. And, I, and it's just, it felt like even now, I feel like really insecure even like talking <laughs> about that. Cause it's like, yeah. wow. But I had the humility to be like, I don't know, but I'll sit there and I'm going to learn. And so she handled the interview and I learned so fast, but just like watching her and how she asked the questions. And it's just something I never experienced before. Like I played football my entire life. Like mm-hmm. anything with football is an expert in that, but I didn't know how to interview people for a job and hire people and like onboard people and what's the process like. So I hired this person. And I ended up firing her after like six weeks for some uh, different reasons, which I think, you know, even the reflection from my, my wife was like that, like the fact that you were able to fire someone really quick because they weren't a good fit. Like that shows that you're making better decisions than most people hang on to somebody too long. But then after that, I put the job application back out and I was so confident the next people that applied, I handled all the interviews and they had no idea like it was my first like time because I was just like learned so fast. And so like having the humility of going from being one of the best in the world at something Mm. to like, I have no idea what to do with this, but I'm willing to learn and look like an idiot to have my wife run my meetings for me and, and feel that because I know if I can observe and learn, then I'm going to evolve. And I'm getting to a point now where I'm actually supporting people in that process. Cause a lot of times the fear of not knowing Mm. and like being kind of exposed holds people back from having that humility of like, Hey, actually, I don't know. Can you show me? Can you teach me? Can you, I want to learn and then trying and then going for it. And I think that just has been a huge asset for me moving forward. That's dope. Yeah. And it's, I just saw like a big, and maybe we should create an Instagram graphic for this, but like just in all caps, you are going to fail Mm. because, and of course, like, I love the flip on that because of course I don't believe in failure, but it's like, you are going to fail, right? It's just like, you are. <laughs> so it's like, like that doesn't mean anything about you as a person, as a character. And if you've used any, if you just use it as feedback and information, yeah, that's looking back at my own life too. That's definitely something like, I'm definitely wired a little bit different. Like, like it's fun for me. I've actually had to, it's interesting to reflect on how you said of like, obviously being in the NFL, like the best going to something like so new. I feel like I've always had that beginner and it's like asking questions. And now it's like even accepting the role of like, like as now of like what you said of not hiding behind the business. I feel my own thing with that of like, oh, being a voice for fear, you know, a quote unquote expert in that, or if you will. So it's cool just to even reflect on that of like my own journey of like, um, yeah, stepping into my voice and like, and speaking and also being okay, not, but I, like I can, if I will, but yeah, anyway, you're going to fail. Yeah. (laughs) That's one thing I, I did learn from football is I learned how to fail. Like. I I had to handle some pretty intense failures and I was really challenging when I was younger. Like my, my ego didn't like it. Like I wanted to be the best and win Mm. all the time. 
But in those failures, I learned more about myself. And something as simple as like different drills during practice, like and how my hand placement, watching and breaking down film, mm-hmm. my hand placement was just a quarter inch inside. So this guy was able to get his hand down. And so these little micro That's so cool. shifts. And so when you look at somebody like, like who's one of the best receivers in, you know, let's say Mike Evans, because I played with him. He's one of my favorite teammates I've ever played with. Like when you go and watch him on Sundays and you see him make this just, extravagant catch over a DB for a touchdown, just long arms over the top and he brings it down and it's like, whoa, like that's why people watch this game. Like what you don't see is all of the failures it took for him to be so freaking dialed in that on the biggest stage, millions of people watching, ball in the air, time stands still, he goes up and he catches it. And the reason he was able to do that is because of all the thousands of times he failed on the journey. And that's what I found, like towards the end of my career, I'd be sitting in the locker room and I'd have these moments. This is probably when my awakening started because I'd have these contemplations, <laughs> but I'd look around the locker room and just be like, wow, like every single person in this locker room has a story of some type of adversity. Maybe it was somebody telling them they weren't going to be, you know, good enough. That was definitely something people told me like making the NFL is hard. Like you, you, mm-hmm. you sure you should, you shouldn't have a backup plan. Like maybe you shouldn't focus on your education whether it's that or an injury or a coach telling them they're not good enough, like, or whatever it is, the failures that they had to go through to get to the, the, to be the best in the world. I just see that so clearly. And I just, I look at the game obviously different than most people because I played for eight years, but even the people that are on the, the, the kind of the lower tier, the turnover of the lower part of the roster, like I even had so much respect for them because it's like, man, like y'all are special. Y'all mm-hmm. are special humans. And it's because you know how to handle failure. That is yeah, dude, that really is, I would say a gift, but I think it's a, a skill that you can learn. Oh, yeah. It takes, it, takes, it, it takes humility. It takes like being able to take failure and be like, it's not, it's not about like being able to fail. It's how do you respond to failure? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, like I can go for it, go big and like put all my energy into this and then like failure happens. Like, <laughs> how does it affect you? Like, is it it's like, God. I knew it. I shouldn't have done this. Oh, and like the inner voice kind of comes in and like, how long does it take you to respond? Or in that failure, this is where the skill is involved because the more you do this, you'll be like, okay, it didn't work. But God, I learned so much. Now I would do it differently. So maybe I'll do this or try this, or maybe, you know, this is making me go this way. And so literally in real time, as you're going through failures and confronting the doubts and the worries and the overwhelm, asking the question of like, what is this here to teach me? And that's what we got to with, the business a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. when I was like, okay, how am I blocking the business? Like what am, how, how can, what am, what's unconscious pattern or belief system that I'm holding or fear or resistance or doubt that's deep within my psyche that I'm not aware of? Like, how am I blocking the business? And asking that question brought in the, the judgment piece that I worked through. And so having the humility to ask the question to really take ownership of like, why is this not working? Oh, it's me. And that takes humility. And humility is a, it's a real gift in this, in this world nowadays, for sure. Mm-hmm. And you can maybe hear freedom in the background, the dog, but maybe you can hear your own freedom in your soul, <laughs> echoing in the background. Hey, freedom. So as we get close-ish to wrapping up, I mean, I guess I would just, I would still love to explore like that same question of like, like what if that doesn't happen? 
or what if it doesn't work? Because you dance with that quite a bit. Like, yeah, what's coming to me is the, is this is this this is this is a tool that I've really uh, I've used quite a bit now, and it's it's a it's a good tool to have in the toolkit, especially as an entrepreneur. Is and then you can use this with any any part of your life, and it really has to do with fear, right? And it's like, what if it doesn't work? And it's it's playing out the worst case scenarios. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, what if it doesn't work? Like, let me go there. Like, what if, what if what if the heart collective doesn't work? What if I invested all this money, all this time, all this energy? What is the worst thing that could happen? And what I've found in doing this exercise is it's not really as bad as you think. Like, oh, it's okay. I'm out out of this money. I kind of have to start over. There's actually a part of me that's relieved because I have like don't have to worry about all of it anymore. And <laughs> wow, maybe maybe it would even be kind of a relief if it if it didn't work the way I want it. And like being able to get to those scenarios and playing out like the three or four, like literally go go to the worst case scenario. And, and a lot of times a journal is a great way to do this. Like really be honest with yourself. Like what does it mean about me if this doesn't work? Mm-hmm. What does it mean about the the time and energy and 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 the resources I put in? Like what if it doesn't work that way? And, and maybe there is some, well, I, I wouldn't be able to afford this or afford that. But if you really explore that, is there ways to make that work? Is there ways to you know, cut costs and different things to, to make your life more sustainable. Like there's, there's ways to explore worst case scenarios. And a lot of times the fear and the projection of if this doesn't work, if it's not played out to the, to the, to the actual ending, it's the, 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 the not knowing of what that is, is usually built up in a bigger way than it actually is. So I would say, yeah, go explore, like, what is the worst case scenario? And then it'll give you this, this, this lightness and this freedom of like, oh, and then in that, like we've, we've done this a couple of times, like, okay, what if it doesn't work? You know, a couple of months, like this isn't working. Then like something fascinating happens because when we play that worst case scenario out, it's like, okay, well, if it's, if it's, if, if it's not going to work in a couple of months, like let's just give it all we got. And then like, for some reason it moves something and it unblocks something where it like brings mm-hmm. a sense of urgency up. And it's like, oh, like I'm not so attached to it anymore. Yeah, we're not attached and like, because what fear does, right, is it's trying to predict something that's going to happen and prevent it. So if you play out that worst case scenario, it's like, oh, like one, it's probably not going to even happen anywhere close to that. Mm-hmm. But now it it is a trick, right? It, it's tricking your brain and like fear of like, oh, if that happened, like I could take, I could handle that. I could manage it. So then it's like, oh, now it's not this big, scary unknown that's like, it's trying to prevent me from something. And so yeah, it just like releases. It's this freeing moment of like, oh, like now this thing that I'm so afraid of happening, I don't have to be so afraid of it anymore. And now it, it's more light. It's more free. It's more fun. Yeah. And it just shifts the frequency. And it's fascinating to reflect on that because nothing changed about the situation or the experience, no. but the, 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 the felt... The frequency, the the embodiment, the internal dialogue, the 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 perception of your reality in the moment can shift like that, and so it's like, whoa! Like we have that power. Like how much do our stories actually dictate our Everything. internal state of being? And to develop the tools, the techniques, the the the, the presence, the practice, the discipline to shift your state before needing your external circumstances to shift it for you. And then the paradox is like when you actually do that, you, you, you show up with this freer, lighter, 
frequency and things start happening in more ease and flow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's that, it's that, that do have be paradox where oh, yeah. it's be, do, have. So you be it, do it, have it, rather than you need to do it, have it, to be it. Mm-hmm. And so if you're feeling any type of, oh my God, what if this happens? Or the anxiousness or doubt or nervousness, um, fear alchemy is for you. Like it is, and I can feel somebody listening who it's going to be really beneficial for. Yeah, and the cool thing is fear alchemy, you, you, we all have more than one fear. <laughs> yeah. Like we, like the fears go deep. Trust me, we've mm. we've both gone deep, and, and they're still, all connected. And they're all connected. And the cool thing about this course is, is you buy it. It's really like high quality production. It's 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 it feels good to watch. It's it's aesthetically pleasing. Like the energy of it all is like it's it's nice to be around. And it's it, not hard to like interface with it, yeah, interact with it. It's really beautiful. It's like yeah. it's it's engaging, and you get this beautiful guidebook. And all these other resources and bonuses that are just different packages that you can you can get as well. But you have this as an ally and a tool for you for the rest of your life. Like you can come back to it in perpetuity, like as much as you want, whatever fear. If you're feeling a resistance and you're like, God, I don't know what this is. Let me go take my fear alchemy course and actually dive into what this story is actually showing up and how it's showing up. And then being able to reframe and just continuing to come back. And you get access to our inner circle community, which is an app that you can download right on your phone. And there's different forums for fear, Alchem- fear alchemists specifically. And then you get access to the inner circle as well for other people that are in the community. Because what we found is healing really is so much more profound and accelerated. And enjoyable, it, I will say. enjoyable. That's yes. the key for me. <laughs> and enjoyable when, you, when it's done within community. And so we're really focused on building a strong, massive, intimate, beautiful, joyous community where you feel safe to be yourself and connect and feel inspired by other people doing the same thing. And what I'm really excited about as this community continues to grow is being able to leverage the energy of a community to really actually put it into different initiatives, what those look like in the future, I don't know, but really using the collective energy of all of us coming together to really shift and start focusing on how we can build a more beautiful world together. And it's so much more powerful, exponential when we do it together rather than trying to change the world individually. Yeah. And to echo on that, like it, it took me a while to understand it because I was still pretty just uh, like thinking about myself, but like of course, like take the course or sign up for the community retreats, all the beautiful offerings we have for you first and foremost, but also like it, it isn't just those things. This really is like, oh man, like can we truly join something, be part of something and create something and influence something? Like when you say the world, you we really mean that. Like we re- like tap into that feeling of like, like, wow, how can we like influence and create a more beautiful world? That is like this opportunity to not just what am I going to get, but what am I going to give and wh- who am I going to participate with? And when you create and, and interact with the community, you are creating more of what you're feeling and, and rippling that into the world. And so that's what we're doing. Like this isn't just a membership. This isn't just a course. This isn't just 
come to our retreat. Like, no, like this is an entire new way of being and feeling and operating in the world. Man, I feel that so much. What a time to be alive. And we have the opportunity to really show up in a different way. We have this access to each other, to information, to ancient wisdoms, to really basically any of the smartest people in the history of the world who have ever been. Like we have all of the access to that at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. And it can almost be overwhelming. And, you know, discernment plays a role. But being able to find community and be a part of something energetically where you know, like, this feels in alignment with what we're doing and what the world looks like in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Like, there's, I don't even think the smartest people in the world can predict that. And so we're, we're really going into the unknown collectively. And the only way to really feel grounded through this transition, whatever it looks like, like I, I can't tell you what it's going to look like. It could be a total collapse of every system and it's total anarchy, which is a narrative that I've heard some people talk about. Or it could be this beautiful like collective awakening where you know, people start waking up and, and doing this deeper work and the technology that we have, and we live in this age of abundance, like these two polar things, it's probably going to land somewhere in between, but what it looks like, like nobody really knows. So to stay anchored and grounded through an unknown transition, this, this big at this, such a scale where the whole world is like, what's going to (laughs) happen. If you feel connected and have a community to lean on, like you can really navigate that with such grace. And I know I, 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 I'm so grateful for the community that we have locally. And this is what I've been passionate about. So how do we share the energy that we've created with, within our community and bring it to people at scale? Because so many people are thirsty for this. And so coming with open arms and really inviting anybody in your life that, you know, you want to connect with and share intimacy with and learn and grow and, and build and create and inspire and support like all these really amazing things that we have the opportunity to do for each other and letting go of these you know, intense frequencies like fear, doubt, overwhelm, worry, and be able to redefine them. I'm just really excited, Ben. I, <laughs> yeah. You know, I am also excited, and we are here. It's happening now. It's happening. So check out heartcollective.org. Yeah, H A R T. If you don't already know, if you don't already know. Now you know. Heartcollective.org. The website is beautiful. Big shout out to all of our internal team. They absolutely are crushing everything. It's really cool to tap into this collective vision and just how much support and just how, I don't know, just so grateful for all of them. So big shout out to them. Mm-hmm, Go check out real. the website. It's beautiful. Um, and just, we're truly just getting started. Like we're so stoked about building the community, about continuing to build more offerings. We're, I, I personally love retreats and in-person experiences. So those, we're going to plan be planning a lot more of those towards the end of the year and into 2023. And being a part of the internal community, we'll get first dibs and access to all of that as it comes live. Any final words, Ben? No, I feel like we've said it all and you can feel it and come come join the journey. Yeah, excited to connect with y'all. The app we have is really good and just excited to, to hear from you, connect with you, support you. Um, you know, we're really focused on building community. We're all students, we're all teachers. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to learn from all of you 
hear your life experience and your journey and, and the courage you're going through to, to step into, you know, your higher vision and higher purpose for your life. And yeah, we're all in this together and uh, I'll see you on the inside. And actually one last thing, because now probably when this comes out, we'll, we'll have a stillness and surrender river retreat coming out. So on the note of retreats, come to that one because it's, it's otherworldly. Yeah, Ben went on it with me last year. Uh, this is the second year we're doing it. It's the third time I've been on this treat, this trip. Um, but yeah, there's more information on the website. Go to the retreats tab. Uh, it's September of this year. So yeah, it's going to be epic. All right. Peace.